On today's insights, cold outreach on LinkedIn has to stop. We'll break down Reddit for the staffing industry and why are calls to action important for candidate recruitment. Insights is brought to you by Haley Marketing. Do you ever wish you had an easier way to sell your staffing services? Do you wish more qualified candidates would apply to your jobs? It's time to stop wishing and start doing. Let Haley Marketing create a roadmap for your company. We'll talk with you about your goals, determine the best marketing strategies for your business, and then give you an outline of everything you need to do to succeed in this market. And the best part, it's completely free. If you'd like a marketing roadmap for your staffing company, give us a call at 888-696-2900 or email us at info at haleymarketing.com. This is Insights. Welcome to Insights, tips and best practices from the insiders at Haley Marketing. Insights will provide you with the tools you need to master your social media, digital marketing, and employer branding. Your hosts for Insights are Brad Biley and Matt Lozar. What's up? This is Brad Biley and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we doing, buddy? Hey, Brad. How are we doing? We're doing well. Doing really good, Matt. February. One month down, bud. One month down. I would say happy February, but I was almost thinking it's a contradiction. To me, it's, it's the toughest month because even though it's short, if you live in the Northeast, it's cold. But Very cold. It's, sometimes it's bone red. You feel it in your bones. Yeah. I heard once. Um, but we're doing we, well. We live in a place where it hurts to go outside. Like we the, do. the air just hurts and People, that's not cool. I tell clients on calls that it's like 2530 and they tell me it's cold where they live when it's 49 and it's interesting. We just yeah. all have different, different experiences in the world is where we choose. And yep. that's the weather update from insights here in February. And that's talking weather. All right, man, let's get to the show. Let's go. Cold outreach on LinkedIn has to stop. Matt, I know you saw it on LinkedIn a week or so ago. I went off a little bit. I was getting all these in mail and it was early in the morning. I was working out and I was tired of it. I went to LinkedIn, posted a nice text update just saying LinkedIn, cold outreach on LinkedIn has to stop. And Matt, I mean, let's let's talk social analytics for a second. Mm-hmm. You and I both know that we post what a couple times a week on LinkedIn, maybe every other day is a, a pretty typical cadence for you and I think this post itself had almost 4,000 views, had a ton of comments and engagements, more so than anything else that I usually get. I mean, I'm connected with probably 12,000 people on LinkedIn. Typically, a couple hundred people see that post just because of LinkedIn's algorithm. But this one, I think because it was just an honest take, it was a thought that I had, people started to comment. LinkedIn saw that there were engagements. It it showed the comment and, and the post to more people. That's the social side of it. The other side of it, cold outreach on LinkedIn has to stop. If you connected with me today, there is zero chance that I am buying from you tomorrow. I don't know who you are. I'm not necessarily in the market for any products right now. You need to win my attention. You need to win the battle for my time first. Matt, I, I don't know if you get these messages, but it just feels like LinkedIn's getting away from us. I do get these messages and... I believe in the past on Insights, we've called this the modern day cold call. And it's not great. You know, Brad's post was received 
large distribution and reach and was seen by a lot of people because it gets back to a principle we've talked about here on the podcast a lot. It's good content that people connected with. It was just, I don't know, three sentences, four sentences. I don't know how many sentences it was, but it was just text. There's nothing flashy about it. He put a couple minutes of thought into probably the actual post, hit send, and it caught fire a little bit just because it's the content people wanted to see. So obviously there is other, there are other people that have this experience and enjoy the content. So that's, that's the main lesson to me from the social side to take away from. But the purpose of this segment was to focus on just randomly, not randomly, but contacting people with a sales message before you've ever even talked to them seems very throw at the dartboard ish and hoping it works, but it's, it's a bad tactic. You just wouldn't do it offline. If we were at a networking event or we were at a coffee shop, you, Matt, wouldn't come up to me and just start selling, right? I'm going to say, get away from me. You're scaring me. I'm going to call for help. (laughs) I'm going to run away. We do it on LinkedIn or individuals do it on Twitter or we go into the DMs of somebody and and start sending this direct mail or, or I'm sorry, direct message rather, direct mail, direct message on LinkedIn because we think it's acceptable and it's not. And, you know, Matt, and as I was posting this and, and there were comments coming in, David Cern, CEO of Haley Marketing, left a great comment in, you know, the thread of my, you know, comments from, from the initial post. And he said something like, the first sale you make is the one for my time. And I thought that was huge. Like that, to me, is a huge takeaway here. When you're selling, when you're reaching out to somebody and you're actively selling, the first thing that you do, that you need to do, is sell sell me and, 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 and earn my attention, right? Earn my trust so that I want to give you five more minutes of my time, even if it's 30 seconds of my time. If you're reaching out on LinkedIn and you're trying to sell services before you even got to know the person, they're going to run away. Again, you wouldn't do this offline. So why are we doing it online? We wouldn't do it at conferences. That was my thought coming into the show today when we used to go to conferences, like at Staffing World. For, for American Staffing Association, if people walked up to the booth, you wouldn't be like, hey, here's, you know, buy this. Yeah, here's you a contract. Say, Give me two grand. Hey, Brad, how you doing? How's the show? You know, what do you need help with? How can I help you? It's 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 a softer sell or just learning more about the person. It's wild to me how- Can you imagine, Matt, if you were just walking down the street and a doctor just came up to you and started like inspecting your leg to make sure that your leg wasn't broken? Like, get away from me. <laughs> He's still fired up about this. So I, I think where we can take this now is how do you improve it? Like, what can a sales team do so that LinkedIn message isn't as abrasive or off-putting? What can you do to, to soften that lead? So let's start with connecting with people, right? Just fundamentally, how are we connecting with individuals? If you're in staffing and recruiting and you're reaching out to either prospects or candidates, we can reach out and be human. We can say, hey, Matt, I see you're living in Buffalo now, but you're from Cleveland. How about them Indians? We can say, hey, Brad, looks like you live in Buffalo and you're in marketing. How about them bills? Super, super easy. It doesn't need to start with, hey, Brad, I see you're a digital marketing manager interested in being a director of marketing immediately. Right? Like, why, why are we selling so quickly? There's no reason. We can be human. If it's, if it's reaching out to a prospect, it could be, hey, I see you're in XYZ industry. 
what sort of hiring trends are you seeing? What are you seeing in the local market? What sort of hiring needs are you experiencing? And, and just surveying people. Maybe it's just a general conversation. Hey, how about that weather? <laughs> like, Matt, I, I truly think we just need to get back to being human and putting the social back in social media. We're seeing LinkedIn as a way to be this megaphone outreach. And we need to come back to just the foundation of human nature, which is getting to know each other, being comfortable with each other, and then saying, hey, you're probably the perfect partner for me based on what you do and what I do. You put it really well. And it's the challenge, I think, just to be better because LinkedIn makes it simple to send in mills if you have a recruiter package or some type of subscription with their platform. And it almost feels like companies are just trying to hit metrics. Did you reach out to 200 people a day? Here's my list. What, you know, what's the success rate? We have no idea. It's probably very low. I haven't heard of one person that likes this tactic, but it's, it's, it's a way to reach out to people pretty efficiently and cost effectively, but we need to do better if it's through, you know, right, Brad said, connecting with people, putting the social back in social media and integrated direct marketing campaign where you send some content, you know, share some information about pain points or what speaks to that audience and then follow up and then reach out in, in battle for that time because time is the one thing we really can't make more of. We can automate and distribute and eliminate tasks, but you can't just create time unless you have the time turner from Harry Potter but I haven't found that one yet. Neither has anybody I know. So really when you battle for that time, make sure it's, it's a important and thought out message and not just punching off another name on your, your checklist. It's a beautiful way to end it, Matt. We cannot fabricate time. We need to make sure that everybody's time is being treated equally. We need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to be human on social media. We need to make sure that we're not just using InMail as a KPI and as a statistic and a spreadsheet. Let's actually be human in those messages. Let's make sure we're outreaching with purpose. We're, we're using those InMails with purpose. We're acting with intent. Most importantly, we're treating people online how we would treat them offline. Where you are extending yourself into LinkedIn should be exactly what you would do offline. Matt, let's talk about Reddit. Reddit has been all over the internet, has been all over the news uh, the last week or so because of our Wall Street bets. Subreddit on uh, Reddit that is all about basically finding the right stocks to invest in at the right time. And Matt, I think for sake of this, uh, I'm going to be very honest, bud. I'm not a financial advisor. I am <laughs> very invested in some things I probably shouldn't be when we think about uh, what happened in Wall Street Bets last week. Uh, certainly tried to catch that rocket ship and maybe got on a little too late. But Matt, I think there's value in talking about what Reddit is for the staffing and recruiting industry. You're probably listening to this podcast and have at least seen the social network Reddit, again, on the news, maybe it's on Twitter, you're hearing people talk about our Wall Street bets. Reddit is a network of communities based on people's interests. You can essentially find a community that you're interested in and become a part of that online community. So Reddit is a social platform that has subreddits. These subreddits are communities, or let's consider them groups, where you can hang out and you can talk about common interests. So just like Facebook has groups or LinkedIn has groups, Reddit has what are considered subreddits. 
And in those groups, in those communities, you could have anything from gardening tips, home repair tips, DIY tips. Maybe it's a subreddit or a community of Buffalo Bills fans or Matt for you, Cleveland Browns fans. These communities exist as a way for individuals to have conversations about like-minded topics. That and its very foundation is what Reddit is. Matt, when we think about staffing and recruiting and how we might be able to use Reddit, I'll get us started here. It's thinking through those groups, those communities, subreddits, as they're referred to on the Reddit platform, that are talking about hiring, that are talking about your local market, that are talking about things to do in Buffalo, New York, or Buffalo, New York um, community outreach, and, and becoming a member of those subreddits. Do I think you need to? Maybe. I mean, all of our time is valuable. All of our time is important. Matt, let's talk about, you know, when you're in a group and, and this really translates, this could be Reddit, Facebook, LinkedIn. How should you behave? Uh, what should you do from a recruitment marketing standpoint? Once you join, you know, a localized group or a, a network. Let's, let's bring in a theme from the first segment is don't just start selling. Sure. Especially on Reddit. The Reddit moderators, the people that are in charge of the groups or the overall platform, don't like it when recruiter Matt Lozar would jump into a, a subreddit, which is a group of people, and instantly just start saying, here's my open jobs, come apply for my jobs. That's not where it works. And that's not what I would recommend on Facebook or LinkedIn either. So when we join these groups of people with similar interests to our business or you know, personally on the recruitment side, provide value, engage, right? It's, it's be a person. It's very actually similar to, to segment one. Sure. And we're talking about Reddit because it blew up in the news the last yep. week of January out of nowhere. And now it's probably became so popular that everybody knows about it when it was a very niche community. So you're thinking, what can I do here? And it's similar to themes we talk about on the show all the time. Is it a platform where your audience is spending time? If it is, what kind of content can you share there? How can you be helpful to that community and to try it out? We're never going to say, hey, don't try something, but have a goal with it. Figure out how you can participate and then evaluate some ROI. It's, it's definitely worth a trial to see if it's it's valuable for your company. Man, I don't know. This this is a whole nother topic in itself, but I'm, I'm thinking through groups and communities. And personally, my social media behaviors have really shifted in the last couple months. I've actually found more value in groups than just the main Facebook newsfeed. I enjoy Reddit because I like going to a specific subreddit, again, group community, where I know I'm only going to be seeing posts about football cards or about the Buffalo Bills. It's so laser focused because you're in a community of people that are talking about the same topic that I'm going to the platform and then I'm going to this group or this community with intent. When you're on a site like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, it's so noisy and there's so many different things that are happening. It's almost like you're being overstimulated. When you go to a group or a subreddit, there's so much laser focused intent that you know exactly what you're going to get. And I like that a lot. Um, you know, Matt summarized it perfectly. You need to be human in these groups. And again, these subreddits to, to use their vernacular, but you need to be human. You need to put the social back in social media. You can't just go in and post job after job after job. But if you're in a very specific subreddit for Buffalo, New York, 
and you see people talking about finding work or looking for work, then you can absolutely join that conversation and say, hey, Matt, I see you're looking for work. I'd love to chat. I'd love to have a quick conversation with you uh, to see where you're trying to advance to in your career. Maybe I could help. Maybe I can't. Maybe I could put you in contact with somebody else who can. But let's have that conversation at least. So Matt, I, I think we can keep this segment pretty short, buddy. I think the, the whole premise here was really to talk about what Reddit is, how staffing and recruiting firms can use it. Um, if you have specific questions about Reddit, I'd love to chat about it. You can reach out to Brad on LinkedIn, uh, or you can reach out to the team at Haley Marketing, info at HaleyMarketing.com. And, and we can walk through that with you. You know, Reddit is a very particular platform that is about the community, is about groups, and is about conversation. Um, for sake of insights, the, the the point of this segment was really just to talk about a common thing that's been on the news, that's been on your Twitter feed, probably even your Facebook news feed. So again, breaking down Reddit, it's a network of communities based on people's interests. If you want to get involved with your staffing and recruiting firm, you could look for those groups or communities, those subreddits that are specific to your local market. You could join those, you can join the conversation and you can add value. As Matt Lozar mentioned, don't go in and just sell those jobs. Don't go in and just sell your services. Become a member of the community, add value, and then go from there. Matt, let's talk recruitment marketing. Why are calls to action, CTAs, important for candidate recruitment? This is something I'm really starting to compassionate about here, quarter one, 2021, because I feel it's important for a couple of reasons. One, the website's obviously the front door to your company now, especially in a global pandemic era where more fewer people are probably coming into your office. And it's important to make sure that website is easy to convert on desktop and on mobile because we have limited attention spans. So we need to make it simple for someone to convert, especially Regardless, excuse me, if it's the first time or the hundredth time they've been to your site, but also on the recruitment side, and this isn't recruitment specific, this can be new business sales side. It's, we spend money driving people back to our websites. If they get there and have a frustrating experience, that's a negative for your company, especially if it's the first impression. It's really important from that homepage to really every single page of your website to think through how you want someone to navigate through your website, where you want them to go, what you want them to click on, and to make it simple. And that's where I think having a strong call to action is important. You need calls to action built around your entire website and in that candidate, that buying decision makers process, right? So when somebody instinctively comes to your website, their first instinct is to go back to doing what they were doing before they got there. We need to intercept that. We need to make sure that along the way, there's some sort of bright, shiny object that captivates their attention. That call to action drives them from being a blog reader to somebody who's now learning about services or learning about open jobs or learning about what you can provide them. You know, for me, Matt, calls to action are critical. We want to make sure that they're on the site, but we want to make sure that they're designed properly. We want to make sure that the desktop experience is just as impactful as the mobile experience where you might have one or two fly-ins on a desktop, the real estate of an iPhone or a, an Android device isn't as big. So maybe we only have one. Maybe we don't have a call to action on mobile. Maybe we use, uh, or I'm sorry, a fly-in on mobile. Maybe we use a text-based call to action. We really need to think through what that's doing on both platforms, but we absolutely need them because as I said, 
when someone comes to your site, when they read your content, when they do anything, whenever somebody interacts with you, the first thing that they're going to do when they're done is go back to doing what they were doing before. We need to make sure that we're cutting that off, that we're intercepting that and driving them somewhere else. In the call to action, if you're not sure what it is, the buttons on a website and on the main page of the website, or maybe a sidebar, you know, if you look at a website that that block of text on the right or left side, it could say search jobs, find work, need help, contact us, usually a different color. So they stand out, you know, matching the branding of your website. But that's what we mean by, by a call to action. Uh, mobile devices, a lot of times you'll see them at the bottom of your site as well, where they could be sticky. So whenever you scroll down, they're there at the bottom of your device. But that's what we mean by a call to action. And it's really important to have call to action to stand out and to test them. So I think as Brad was saying, you know, you have to change that thought process, which I hadn't really ever thought of before, probably because I am a robot when I go to websites. But when you want to have someone take a different action, you got to change what they see or what what's happening there. So even just changing, you know, find jobs to find work might not be enough. Maybe you have to change some colors or change the placement of a button and and test and try it out to see what can happen. But I really thought the a purpose of this segment, the big takeaway for on the recruiting side is all this money companies are spending. It could be with job advertisements. It could be with your social spend, you know, Google spend, or even just the time you're investing into the salary of your recruiters to get people to come back to your website, right? Come visit our website, come search for our jobs. If it's not easy for someone to apply for a job, to sign up for job alerts, to really do anything to convert in the actions you want them to, that's wasting money. And with budgets as tight as they are, we need to be as efficient as possible and make those call to actions easy to see, easy to convert, and easy to use for your audience. Spot on, bud. I mean, the the best call to action can drive somebody to the right page. But if your candidate experience stinks after that, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's the Amazon effect. If you can apply with a quick swipe or with a quick, you know, couple keystrokes, you can apply to a job. That's great. Amazon, one swipe and you can buy an item. If your application process takes 25, 30 minutes on mobile, candidates are out of there. I mean, there's just no way. And, and when you think through it, the best call to actions will drive people to the right pages, but then your candidate experience needs to follow suit. Oh, Matt, I want to give you a quick shout out here. I'm looking at recruitmentmarketers.com. I love the call to action on the homepage. I love the flying that pops out. Spending $2,000 on job boards, you're wasting money. Super, super direct. Love it. You're talking about a pain point. You're being very direct. And if I was spending $2,000 on job boards, I'm not right now, but if I was, I'd want to have a conversation. I mean, I don't want to waste money. No one does. And I certainly don't want to waste $2,000 a month. So when you think through calls to action, it's talking about pain points and it's being being very deliberate in speaking directly to the individuals who are coming to your site. Then you have that strong button that says, contact our team. Okay. Yeah. I am upset about this. I am spending $2,000 a month. Talk to me. What do I got to do now? Love it. It's funny because when we added that to the site, um, Kathy Duffy from our recruitment marketing team said, make it direct, make it simple. And it's great that you had that takeaway because that was the goal. It's, Hey, punch them in the face a little bit to, get them more interested and learn more information. So that's that's where that call to action really came from. And we'll test it out and try some different things because it's simple. 
you can log into your website, try some different text, monitor the analytics, right? See how many times someone, people are clicking on it. See how many times people are converting the form after clicking on it and continually test to, to drive more results for your, for your goal. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. We also want to say thank you to everyone who already has reached out to let us know that they're listening to the show. Regan, we want to give you a special shout out this episode. Thanks for listening to us down in Australia. Matt, we're international, bud. Coming from Buffalo, New York to Australia. Have a question for us? You could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.